Awesome. Welcome to the illustrious podcast. First episode. How good. Highly anticipated. Certified Bucket Boys podcast. You got me, your host, eHucker, Tom, and Aiden. Boys, introduce yourselves. Let the people know who you are. Tom? Ah, uh, Kyola. My name's Tom. <laughs> um, I don't really know what I'd like to say about myself. I, I might just start with my um, my day. Yeah, my, uh, my day was pretty. My day was pretty busy. I busy at work. Almost there for twelve hours today, which is pretty tough, you know. It's a shift. Slaving. Yeah, it is good. a shift. It is a shift. I'll tell you that. Yeah, um, come back and just talk sports with us, though. Something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, give it to you, Adam. Um, yeah, I mean, my day was slightly shorter than twelve hours. Uh, it was good. forty-five minutes. Good. 45 minute drive to work because of this old oh. this flooding down south that he just oh, caused, yeah. caused a chaos in the neighborhood but you know happy to be here made it on time just a Got home on time. Report there. That's all that matters. yeah good yeah. maybe we can get met service as a sponsor for one of these episodes met service mate i mean we're looking, for it. looking for one <laughs> yeah all right all right should we, should we jump into it first topic yeah was on friday Boys, yeah, boys, where do I start? Tom, I'll throw to you. What thoughts, comments? Oh, I just one thing I was just thinking about is the absolute belief I have in this team now. Like, <laughs> I was thinking about it in the Sharks game. Like, every time we used to score, I'll just like celebrate, jump out of my out of my seat. But now I kind of expect us to score, maybe putting points on the board, which is a feeling I can't remember I've ever had with this with the Warriors before. Yeah. Um, also, just like the complete faith that as soon as I went to Golden Point, I was like, "We're gonna win this." Like SJ, you know, the king, king in Golden Point. He truly is a. He's so clutch. As soon as it went there, as soon as Croker missed that kick in the 80th minute, it was like, "Oh, this is SJ's time to shine." It just felt so confident going into Golden Point for once, which is just a mm. feeling we we'll never have, which is just fantastic. <laughs> We, I weren't on the ropes when they scored those last two tries, though. Mate, I was yelling at the TV. I wasn't in a good <laughs> play at all. I was, yeah, I was, I was in pieces, eh? But it just felt like Croker was going to miss the kick. He had missed one two, yeah. uh, missed yeah. one two kicks earlier, and it was. It just felt like it was going to golden point, and then yeah, as soon as he missed it, it was sort of a feeling of relief, and it was like, ah, I reckon we've got this anyway. I mean, we deserved it. <laughs> it was an absolute shambles of the last two minutes. Um, yeah, I mean, the and being like an absolute, they had to win it twice. Being an absolute veteran of the game, Jared Croker, he looked so terrified lying that kick up. I don't know if you yeah. noticed that. Like, he just didn't look like he had any confidence himself. He did. Um, he did. One thing that I've absolutely been drumming the last couple of weeks. As our ball playing in the middle is just like unreal. Like the way you can probably see it before that before that try there. Is the way we get Wade Egan's like off off the right pass is real quick. And the way we take it right into the line, look how deep we're into the line right there. Like yeah. the Wade Egan off the ruck, but you give it to either Tohu or Walker off the ruck that goes right into the line. It's either out to SJ or to the first prop off them. It's just yeah, love it. Yeah. I was looking That's at tasty the um, ball playing speeds of our middle forwards and Tohu is 
and his average uh, play the ball speed for that game was 2.99 seconds. Only player in the WAS unit to um, be playing it under three seconds. But that's just extremely quick. You know, we've got guys um, on the edge and in the back line that are playing it at four and a half seconds. I mean, if you're cutting off wow. a, a second and a half on that, the defense is just always on the back foot. I mean, that's why we've been so dominant up the middle. Um, I know AFB, he was around 3.4 seconds, which is very quick for a prop, but that's because nobody ever takes him to ground. <laughs> and he just no. dragged three people up the field with him every time he carries. You know, he had 18 hit-ups. He had 80, mm. 86, I think, post-contact meters, 206 meters. It's just phenomenal, Jeez. phenomenal numbers from a prop. Um, the flip pass from Rocco Berry, just that quick pass out there. Yeah. Like I know, I know I bag on Pompey a bit, but if he had that, if he had that quick pass on his side, like man, we'd be scoring so easy on both sides of the field. Yeah, it's like when we used uh, when we had Peter Hicku. Peter Hicku was incredible at it, and yeah. was it that year? Um, you know, our wingers just used to score so many tries off his wee flick passes. Mm. Um, the way he would even hold it in one hand, fend off the defender, and do that wee backhand flick. Like, he was just incredible at it. And now Rocco Berry's starting to sort of pick up those skills. That's just what you learn playing first grade. I mean. Mm. Like I was saying, he's probably only played about 20 games of professional uh, rugby league across all formats. Um, and he's starting to show it. Yeah, I never, was never a big believer in old Rocco Berry, but the last few weeks, yeah, he's just stepped into his own. I think definitely he just hits hard, hard on defence. Definitely hard to have hope in a, in a centre prospect. They don't get enough ball, I don't think, to uh, mm. show themselves. You know, you got to really well, do, do a lot when you do get it. Unless you're RTS. Mate, he's just going to slide yeah, well, on there. For who? Well, Pompey's gone. Is he? I thought there was the talks of him re-signing. Well, they haven't re-signed him yet. And there's, no. they only have like one contract spot left in their 30, mm-hmm. I think. One or two. And we probably, I mean, yeah, we'll, probably need another Ford. It wouldn't make a lot of sense to re-sign Pompey, would it? No. He'll he'll find a club. I mean, as I say, it's like the centre position is it doesn't go very deep in the NRL. You know, sort nah. of chop and change. Find out you just gotta get somebody who works in, in combination with everybody else, really. A thankless position, would you say? A thankless? <laughs> Selfless. The low, maybe, maybe the running back of the uh, NFL. <laughs> oh, doesn't, get that, paid, doesn't get paid oh. what they're worth. As they shouldn't. Why should they get paid? No, exactly. Who is the highest paid centre? It's got to be Joey. Yeah, he's he's on what eight hundred something, isn't he? Got to be. They don't love releasing that, but it will be Joey. (laughs) They must have had to give him a bag to make him stay. So no, I've seen some site lately that's been posting all the all the salaries. Yeah. Yeah. Zero so, tackle. Here we go. I got it. Got a few boys. They just don't really like. Yeah. I wish they released it like American sports. It just makes things a lot more interesting. Yeah. Gives you something more to talk about. Um. Oh, one thing also. And I have previously mentioned this to you. And was one thing I've been noticing with um. 
the Warriors on attack, where like we're, when we're in there, like twenty, how AFB lines up on the edge. So like yeah. you know normally we go we go ruck play and it'll go to either Tohu or Walker, and then you'll have the prop run that first line, then it goes out to SJ, and then you got the edge on the outside of SJ. Yep. When we're attacking, it's like we've switched, and we normally have like near Corey or Curran as the first receiver, and then AFB on the edge. I wonder mm-hmm. why they've chosen to do that. Yeah, be an interesting one, maybe for Weeby to. Surprised that hasn't been brought up with Weeby, to be honest. Everybody seems to pick apart what he does and wants to know the secret behind it all. So, I feel like I only really noticed it last weekend. So I don't know whether that was the first weekend or. Yeah, I don't know. He was AFB. Definitely was getting a bit wider. I think they they do like to get him running back. Like I think I said, him running back towards the ruck, especially in the opposition's twenty. Um. And it's been working all year. I mean, how many tries he got now? He's got about seven, I think, which is pretty unheard of for a prop. And his fitness is unreal as well. Yeah, it is. I mean, what's through a mountain of work? He was playing seventy minutes a game there when when we were a bit sh- short on forwards um, through those sort of 10, 11, 12, 13 rounds when people were out injured, suspended. Yeah, he was putting in some shifts. Now he's getting a bit of rest, which is good for him. Yeah. Especially for the list here. I don't know if Nico Hines was on a mill. What is Nico Hines? Nico Hines' new deal becomes it's immediate. So he was only on like 600k for the next like three years, but they upgraded it. Anyone on that we don't think deserves that money? Luke Brooks. Luke Brooks. <laughs> yeah. It's Cheering's not a... got that uh, Kobe contract there. <laughs> you know when they gave Kobe that last hurrah contract? Bro, that, that one last hurrah. 60 mil. Mm. I mean, because like Cherry even... doesn't really deserve to be 1.2 mil, but he's you know, still solid. But Hasn't yeah. been much talk about him um, from 2024 onwards. Must be just in the house. They know it'll stick around. I assume it'll be for a lot less money since they've been splashing out a bit lately. Yeah. And they've, they've got um another another million dollar man in, in Turbo. Thought that, yeah. I'm assuming Latrell's going to get another contract, right? Yeah. I would yeah, assume so. Some of these ones, I'm surprised that they're off. Yeah, I'm sure Latrell... Man, Joey Tarpany's on a bus. sure Latrell's locked in. Yeah. Yeah, there's always some surprising guys that you're like, oh, that's more than you would think, but it's probably deserved. Especially Tarpany. James Fisher-Harris as well. I was surprised to see he was up around the mill. But I was always saying, as soon as he was off contract, the Warriors should have offered him a a mill, get him back home, but you're not going to turn down that money from the Panthers to come to the Warriors, are you? One thing I was looking at in that list there is um, there was a whole hoorah about you know Cam, um, you know Cam Munster was going to leave the storm because they couldn't offer him all this money. How yeah. do they get that one point four mil on? Like, yeah. I thought there was no, talks there was going to be on like six hundred k. Like, yeah, where does it come from? <laughs> Nobody knows. That? Was it one point four? One point three. One point three. I think Melbourne's, the, always, Melbourne's always been shady with their dealings, though, haven't they? Yeah. 
historically. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Not, not Alleg- yeah, alleg- version. Allegedly. Allegedly. Given speedboats and beach houses and whatnot. Oh, just she is in pubs, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that. The never, old never happens. Never happens. Uh, All right, lads. Should we jump into predictions for this weekend, though? Warriors got a buy, but we have a bunch of games on here. Broncos Roosters, first one. Broncos look strong as the Rabbitohs last weekend. They did. Broncos were very good. To be fair, the Roosters played well, but they versed a a Titan side that were missing the heart and soul in Tino. I did think the Titans may get up on that one, but then Tino did get the suspension and then I sort of wavered away from that and ended up taking the uh, the Roosters. But yeah, I'd back the Broncos this week. Yeah, Tom? No, I'll also back the Broncos. You can buy, what I've are we looking um, by? 12, 12 more? Man, I struggle with uh, points, picking points in league. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot easier to get the winners. Than it is to get the margin. Maybe, maybe we stick that, we'll stick with that for now. Can you well, see what is what is this you're on? Just nrl.com and then just went on the letter predictor. D- does it have um like the odds? No. Oh, because I've got it up here. Thought we could add that in there. So I was just using Bet365. They have the Broncos a dollar thirty six, so pretty heavy favourites of the Roosters. Mm. Playing at the Concrete Dome, the Gabba. The Gabba. Can I say, the worst sports ground I've ever been to from the outside. It is literally <laughs> a Concrete Dome. Uh, the inside, not too bad. But it did rain when we were there better, watching some cricket, and uh, it got rained out. Better than Orange Theory? Oh, I mean, at least Orange Theory looks like a stadium. Uh, <laughs> just a bit small. Does it? Does it? <laughs> I mean, you know what's happening from the outside. I mean, if you could walk around the Gabba and not have a clue what's going on inside. <laughs> I'll give you that. Uh, next one, Tigers, Rabbitohs. Uh, move on, Rabbitohs. All right. <laughs> um, well, yeah, dollar $1.10 favourites. Yeah, Only a dollar ten. my goodness. Jesus. It's generous. It's generous for the Tigers. <laughs> uh, Storm Eels. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Yeah, I struggled with this one. Tell us why. I feel like both teams have a lot to play for. Yeah, so originally I had Storm's like bounce back game. And then I just I, I hated the way the Storm been playing all year. I don't understand how they're fourth on the table. But ultimately I have picked the Storm because I believe it's their home game, right? Yeah, is that Marvel? <clears throat> Yeah, so that was that was the only decider deciding factor for me. I sort of see the storm the same way. They've been they just like stumble along all year. They haven't looked like a dominant side yet. They've been in third most of the season. Yeah, um, I think teams are just a little bit afraid of them. I know they just they don't really want to like push the boat out when they verse them. They're just sort of like keeping their shell, and then the storm end up just getting away on teams. I don't know. It's just. They have weird feelings, like weird vibes when you watch their games. I don't know what they do to teams, but it seems to work for them. So fair play to Pretty, them. Um, I, I back them in that game with the home home field advantage. 
pretty heavy favourites on the TAB as well. Uh, B365, sorry, $1.40 to win. Like yeah, better, better side at home against a, a, an Eels team that's low-key falling apart. Oh, one Sean thing Lane. I should have added. Sean Lane out again. Oh, yeah, Sean Lane, yeah. One thing I should have added before with this uh, Rabbitohs-Tigers is the the plus-minus. They have the Rabbitohs minus 20 and a half. <laughs> so that's that's unreal. We're yeah, jumping on that, I feel I'd probably, like. I'd probably you back were. the Tigers plus 20 and a half. Yeah, historically, the Tigers and the Rabbitohs have very close games. They do. It is a bit of a, a rivalry match. The Tigers usually get up for the Bunnies. Um, I know they've they've pipped them a few times in the last couple seasons, but this Tigers team is struggling at the moment, and the Rabbitohs, like, they need one here. So I think they'll they'll be way too good for them. Surely Latrell plays as well. I haven't heard the yeah. news, but surely he's back. Gotta be. Moving on. Raiders Knights. Another another exciting one, I reckon. That'll be some good footy. Knights are rolling. Caelan Pong is mm. in some great form. Um I don't know if the Knights can travel and win in Canberra. So I think I'd take Canberra. I imagine the uh the odds are in Canberra's favour. Uh, favor with maybe the points started around two and a half, and I'd probably uh, probably take that. It's uh, yeah, minus three and a half. Canberra, they're a dollar sixty to win. Um, I was also thinking, yeah, Knights rolling, but I just think like matchup wise, the Raiders play kind of similar to us, like the Warriors yeah. really hit the middle quite hard, and I don't think yeah. the Knights match up very well with that. No, their pack definitely doesn't match up with the Raiders. But um yeah, the Knights have been doing it out the back all season with that um mm. yeah, that out the back play to Kalen to let him do some ball playing and then hit the big centers and then get out to the speedsters on the wing. But yeah, they'll you can't do that very easy if you're not winning up the middle, and I think the Raiders will take that away from them. So Yeah. Raiders get up, I think. Just. Just Dragon Seagulls. Anyone getting up for that one? Nope. Yeah, that won't that won't be one I'm rushing to watch. It'll be on what was that? Just after the All Blacks game, won't it? Or is that there you go. no? The that, that's our seven, it's our seven thirty. That'll be clashing with the All Blacks, so that definitely won't be getting watched. <laughs> it's strategical by the NRL there. Get the worst game of the <laughs> yeah. round out of the way. I hate Do watching take... the Dragons play. Are we, are we just going with the Seagulls? Yeah, yeah. Sea, sea Eagles. They'll get it. Too, yeah. too professional. Dollar forty-five favorites. And home away faves. That heavy? They're not that good. Don't have turbo. Could be a, could be some value in the dragons there. Probably minus minus that. five and a half for Manly. Mm. It could be a shout on the dragons, but won't be seeing any of my money. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, sorry, Panthers, Sharks. Um, yeah, Panthers, definitely. Uh, sharks are just free-falling. I feel like um, being dropped from Origins just done Nico Hines. No, no good. It's just confidence, a shot. I feel like the whole team's feeling it. Yeah. And this Teague-Wilton injury is massive. 
because they're just building up such a good partnership. Like Nico Hines is so good with his edges, but then to lose yeah. one of them at this point in the season when the season is sort of on the line and you lose one of your biggest, um, most important players for the season, that's pretty rough. Um, and they're not going to get up over the Panthers. The Panthers are just way too strong at the moment. Clearly came back, yeah. looked like he, you know, hadn't missed a step. So Panthers easy. Tom Brady of the NRL, if you will. System, <laughs> system player. System player. Get off it. Dollar right. 14 favourites. Dollar 14. Yep. <clears throat> Love that. Building out quite a nice little multi here, Tom. Um, <laughs> Bulldogs, Dolphins. Could be a cracker. Could be. Return of Hammer to fullback. Uh, don't know. Uh, what what is um Wayne up to with that? Honestly, I mean he played all right at centre. To be fair, uh, the other week they did get um handled pretty confidently. But I would move him back to fullback. Like we were just talking about before, centres have like the least impact in the game. Why would you put your best player there? Get him back at fullback. Um, yeah, I know they're missing JMK uh, at hooker, which he was having a real solid start to the season in terms of his like, link up with Hamaso. But mm. I would just keep him there anyway. I mean, that's where he does the best work. Just because he shines at centre and origin, I think. Yeah. Sort of mm. been blown out of proportion. So yeah, I'd take I'd take the Dolphins there. Um the dollar fifty six. Minus four and a half. I reckon I'd hammer that. I think they'd definitely get up by at least six. They Don't are traveling. They are. They are. But yeah, the Bulldogs but, can't defend, so Yeah. And I would back awesome. the Dolphins to uh hold the Bulldogs to less than the dogs can hold the Dolphins to. Last one of the week, Titans Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> no, no, Gino. Cowboys are rolling. What are they playing? Yeah. Dollar forty. Yeah, it's nice. How good is seeing the Waz under buys? It's just like guaranteed two points. Just lock it in. So that's what the table would look like after before the predictions. Yeah. Came so Waz, Waz aren't moving. It's no. so nice. Wait, has that table has that table updated from based on our picks? Yeah. Unreal. Tom can't believe how technology works. Oh the the dolphins could move back into 10, vying for a a top eight spot. God, it's got the eels slipping down to eleven. Roosters down to thirteen, no good. Yeah, if we're right on all that, that could be massive for the dolphins. So I reckon they will mm. get up against the dogs there. Like, there's a lot on the line. Mm. Okay. Yeah, a, any more? Any more thoughts on NRL boys? That's a tasty ladder. I mean, up the wires. <laughs> yeah, up the wires. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, we change the topics a little bit here. NBA, way too early predictions. Start That's us off. With, yeah, start us off with MVP. Tom, what are we thinking? I don't like myself for this pit because I just feel like it's a bit of a cop out. <laughs> oh, I know who you're going to say. I don't think you do. 
Um, I've gone. Um, yeah, no, I've gone. Uh, Jokic. Oh. Just, yeah, I know. Oh, I know it's real out. boring, but I was, I was looking. I had Giannis penciled in. Um, but I just went pen and went Jokic. I just, I just think they're gonna roll next year. They'll be head and shoulders above everyone else. I don't think there'll be any more voters for Teague. You know, realistically, he should have been the MVP this year. So, can't see why he wouldn't get it next year. Just, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I was also thinking him, but um, I was sort of thinking the opposite way. Like maybe voters will stay away from him again, or he'll cruise. I feel like there's more factors towards him not getting it than than the one big factor that he is the best player in the league. You know. So, for that reason, I went for your penciled-in answer of Giannis. Because oh, I'm surprised. The Bucks, you know, like Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo have been talking about, they have one more year. The timeline is there. Middleton, banged up, getting old. Drew Holiday, getting slower, getting old. Brooke Lopez, a fossil, right? This is Giannis' time. And I think he's going to have a massive year after last year. I did think about him for defensive player of the year as well, but I think he might rely on those other guys on his team that can still defend at an elite level. And he'll sort of take the reins on the offense more than he did last year. And he'll go berserk. And I think they'll play for the regular season record. Um, You know, the heat showed that it doesn't matter, but I think it does. Like it's mattered in previous years having that um, first seed. So I think they'll go hard for it. Love it. I got Luca actually for next season. Well, bit of a, young gun. Yeah. Bit of a, we don't know how it's going to all work with Kyrie. I, I kind of don't look into the end of last season and think that's how it's going to, but I think that I think the Mavs going to have a much better season. This year. I think it's uh, voter fatigue is real. I think with Jokic and that Giannis pick. I mean, to be honest, Giannis, like you said, it is it is their last year. He could just go berserk. They could easily win sixty games possibly in the East, and then just roll through the East into the Eastern Conference Finals. But I think the West, outside of Denver and the Suns, we still don't know what the Suns are going to look like. I mean, you, you would hope that talent just prevails there. I think outside of that, it's very top heavy. Top heavy, sorry. And I yeah. think Luca again will just have a crazy season. I Many average what thirty two eight on eight, and close to fifty percent field goal. The only thing that kind of let him down a little bit is three point shooting. But I don't think he's going to. Th- you'd hope no, he doesn't throw up as many threes as he has to with Kyrie on the team as well. Take the load off the scoring a little bit. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's his year. I think I think if the if the Mavs can have a respectable record, he keeps outputting like he does. Then don't see why they wouldn't. I think they'll have to go over fifty, probably fifty-two wins for him to have a shot. Realistically, you reckon? Yeah. yeah, I think Jokic, well, the Bucks and um, the Nuggets will both have a lot of wins. Mm. Um, I don't think he could be sitting like fifteen less wins than Jokic and Giannis and have a real shot. But the Mavs mm. did get a lot better on paper if they can yeah. put it all together, play some defense, get Kyrie to play as many games as possible. That's it's that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking when Lucas, Lucas having off nights, Kyrie, you you hope he's going to be there. You gave him what over 100 million, 120 million dollar um, contract, but you never really know with Kyrie. He might just be like, 
piece halfway through the season. So <laughs> I'm gonna take, we'll I'm gonna take the bag and leave. See you. Yeah, we'll see how it all shakes out. So yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Rookie of the year, Tom. Where are you looking? Who oh, are you I thinking? Just, sorry, I was bringing up the, the screen share here. Again, I'm not. Oh, yeah, no, it has worked. So you see the odds there. Yeah, Luca, third. All of our guys heavy there. Oh, we're one, two, um, three. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, rookie of the year. Um, now, this is kind of based on a trade that I believe is coming. And I have gone with uh, Scoot Henderson for rookie of the year. Oh, goodness. Interesting. Just, um, Very interesting. Banking on I mean, the name trade. Yeah, I was about to say. I was about to say. I mean, he's just like from watching. I've, I've been a massive Scoot fan, and just like watching a little bit of the summer league. You know, you never want to buy in too much to it. But he just—I don't know. There's something, something about the way he plays that just plays so hard. And if if Dame's gone, then it's going to be his team. And out of those top guys, I can't see anybody else getting the volume that he'd get. Yeah. Other than probably yeah. Wimby. I agree with that. If Dame leaves, I think Scoot will get a very high usage. Especially if they go to him over um, Anthony Simons. Mm. Yeah. Definitely a good R- shout. Rookie of the year, I feel like, is the hardest one to predict, right? Because you just have no idea. Out of I mean, you're one injury no. away from any of them yeah. being out of the race. Yeah. That's the thing. But there's no body of work to even compare it from. You can't go last season, they did this, they did that. Yeah. It's like everybody's sort of banking on like Chet Holmgren based on his summer league. Like he had a real dominant summer league, but doesn't yeah. mean like he he's not on a bad roster like Victor and Scoot. If well, if Portland moved Dame, then Scoot's on a bad roster. Whereas oh, I can't then, yeah, I can't see Chet in the volume. Yeah, he's like they're still trying to improve like both the Jalen Williams, um, Usman Ding. I mean, they've got Josh Giddy's probably going to take a massive leap this year as well. And then yeah. they've still got SGA, Lou Dort. Like, Chet's not going to be the number one guy where Victor and Scoot will be. So you're probably banking on him having a massive defensive workload, um, ripping in 12 rebounds a game. Like, if he's 16 12 with a couple blocks, like, He'll go close, but I don't see him getting those numbers. So what are you thinking then, Ed? I just went for the cop out and went Victor. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my dark horse, though, there's no, no reason to talk about Victor. It is what it is. My dark horse is Asar Thompson. I could see him, oh. being, I could see him being Detroit's second best player, but I think if he's Detroit's second best player, they'll be awful. Yeah. Um, Oh, now see, I'm I was buying into everything until you said right then there, <laughs> and I'll come back to that later. All right. Yeah. No, fair enough. Hey, Hucker, what are you thinking? Taylor. Yeah, I, was, I I I briefly considered Eamon Thompson, but then I thought about that Houston team and about how many just with Jalen Green and the rest of them and how There's many only shots. One ball. Yeah, literally. So um, I copped out as well. Uh, Wimby, I don't see how. Like, if he's if he's healthy, I can. I, I doubt he'd play away two games. It'd, it'd be probably closer to sixty. I can imagine with how he is yeah. and whatnot. But yeah, if he, even, even if he gets that, I can't. I just yeah. can't see. I can't see Wimby being just the offensive guy to get rookie of the year. 
I feel like my kind of thing for him is I reckon first year he'll struggle offensively. Defensively, he'll be unreal. But I reckon he's going to be those, one of those guys that just like year two just like leaps and that's where he kind of fulfills his potential. I still feel yeah, like he'll I just fall so. into 18 a game. Yeah. yeah. Fall no, into no, stumble into it. Is, and it might, might might be falling into the trap there of just thinking he has too much talent to fail. But like the way he is, the way he he's played, and what you've seen, you, you think how how can he not? Especially in a league that's um, less and less focused on defense. Like in the West, bad team as well. I think uh, yeah. Um, 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 you look at his teammates around him. He got like. Um, Devonte Graham, Trey Jones, Calvin Johnson, all those. I mean, Doug McDermott, City Osman. I mean, this team is 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 not great. I think the one no, thing this group right. had though is they can um, they can space the floor for them really well. They have a lot of yeah. shooters on their roster. Yeah. They just don't have the facilitators or the go to guys. Like if you put, you don't say Kim Birch is a go to guy. Kim Birch, a bucket inside. They have Kim Birch. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Who he play for? Reggie Bullock as well. Yeah, oh, I like Reggie. That That's a good addition. Gorgie Jing and Zach Collins. The Spurs yeah, team, mate. Loaded. Lo- loaded for the uh, in-season tournament, I reckon. Indiana legend <laughs> Romeo Langford as well. Romeo Langford. Still battling. One thing, back with that, I mean, Thompson, you were talking about, you know, it's only one ball. Mm. Like, with that Rockets team, I feel like you give them two balls and it's still not enough to share it. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's too many guys there. Yeah, mate, I mean, you could have two, two guys out on the floor with one ball and there's still not enough balls. <laughs> yeah. How little they pass. That, I mean, that team in general is going to be very interesting to you know see who, how it all works. Who was actual sleeper for Rookie of the Year? Based on, I think, volume, Grady Dick. Oh, good I mean, Siakam's always in the, the uh, trade rumours, but it sounds like he really wants to stay at Toronto. I think it's just because he can get like the Supermax. But um, yeah, just based on volume, if he ended up leaving, Grady Dick could be the guy offensively because Scotty Barnes obviously isn't like a high-volume guy. Um, he's He'd be the best player, but Grady Dick, I know, is definitely going to let it fly. Yeah. Just a wee sleeper, um, you know, could play 82. Just back to that Houston team, just to name some legends on there. So you got, <laughs> man, this team. DJ Augustine and Dylan Brooks. Then you got Willie Cauley-Stein, Jalen Green, Jeff Green, Aaron Holiday. Oh, Jeff Green. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Green's on there. Frank Kaminsky as well. Didn't know Willie Cauley-Stein was in the league. Yeah. Jock, Jock Lundale, Australia's finest. I like that. Good signing. He's a good player. Um. Alfred and he'll be coming on. Uh, Jock Lando will be coming off an Olympic appearance. Uh, not an Olympic, a World Cup appearance, sorry. Um, and we know Tom loves that. Big Tom, believer yeah. in the guys boosting big, their... Big believer uh, in... Uh, yeah, fever translates to performance in the NBA. I mean, Ricky Rubio, case in point, you know. Did you see that uh, graphic about the USA guys that improve the next season after they play in a fever event? I have not. It's like... It does it does make sense. Like um some of the guys they listed, like they had like all stars. It was guys like Jalen Brown. He went from like thirteen to nineteen a game after he played in a FIBA event. Um I think Brandon Ingram took a massive leap. Uh Jason Tatum. 
Donovan Mitchell took a leap. It was pretty small, but I think it was quite like a big leap in efficiency. But it does seem to translate. Calvin Johnson as well. Calvin Johnson. He was the guy at the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got you got some nice young players in the team. Cam Whitmore. Forget he's in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Another another certified bucket getter. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Sean Tate, your guy. Aiden. Oh, bro, three and deep. <laughs> Apparently, he's got the nicest house. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, uh, what do we think about Shingun though? I love Shingun. Um, I'm, I'm all for the pronunciations. Yeah. Glad you're local. Oh, you're obviously not Turkish. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, love his, I love his footwork. He's just so crafty, but he's like he is real like clunky. But yeah, yeah, he'll get better with it. Apparently, he's put on well, not put on, but grown two inches. Goodness. I always love those off-season stories. Yeah, like that rumor. That rumor coming in at seven foot. Like, I wouldn't on. mind. <laughs> so good. I, I wouldn't mind uh, the Rockets trying to use him, <laughs> trying to use him like um, how the Kings use. Don't say it. Oh my god, his name's escaping me. Sabonis. Dude. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> mind trying to use him like how they use Sabonis. Like, just give him the bit of draw hand handoff action at the high post, like. I feel like he's a pretty like good passer. He is a very good passer. I like him I out of the like a good way to get. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. And DHOs, though. I mean, DHOs always kill. Mm. It'd be a good way to get the ball shared amongst all those shot jackers. Yeah. There's there'll be, there'll, be, there'll be enough rebounds. Someone's going to lead the league in rebounds on that team, surely. <laughs> No, people will be going off for career highs against them. <laughs> be one of the... Somebody ripped somebody rip in 25 rebounds one game against them, surely. <laughs> well, Kevin Porter Jr. goes for like 60 points off 50 shots. Um, defensive player of the year, Tom, already got it there. Should we start with you? What are we thinking? I finally went for somebody out of the top three for the favorites oh. here. Um, and another another one based off a pretty pretty big prediction like the Dane one is... Uh, Walker Kessler. Solely on, no, solely on health, and that's Anthony Davis. Yep. Yep. I just think, like, the way he finished that year, just defensively, he's just insane. The way he covers pick and roll, gets the rim, like, he just, he makes up for so much stuff. And I just, yeah, all based on health, I feel like he should easily be the favorite. I mean, he's the best defensive player in the league. So it is yeah. just down to health. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. He, he was also my vote. He, uh, my love for the Lakers uh, prevailed over my love for the Cavs. I did want to go even Mobley, but if AD plays enough games, he's the best defensive player in the league. So in my eyes, he should get it. Yeah. He doesn't have one yet, which is absolutely mind-boggling, but what are you going to do? I mean, put him and Rudy Gobert in a one-on-one. Let's see who wins. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jesus. I... Also love the Lakers. I also love Anthony Davis, but I just don't know if I can trust him being healthy for a whole season. So it's on with Evan Mobley, who reminds mm. me of Anthony Davis on the defensive end. I mean, third highest defensive rating in the league last year. Moves unbelievably well, like off ball, helps, rotates, great in the pick and roll, going under screens and recovering. His anticipation and timing is fantastic. Offense is obviously not there, but I think from a defensive perspective, he's young, he's healthy on a Cavs team that I think are going to improve from last year. 
um, along with Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. I think the kid really does have it all. I think he has better better chance than Jaron Jackson Jr. To be quite honest, I think I don't know what's happening with that Memphis team. Um, mm. But yeah, that's. Uh, but I, I do agree with you. If Anthony Davis is healthy all year and the Lakers make a run, then easily best defensive player in the year. My only thing is, I think him and LeBron may sit out a few games during the season just to rest to get to the playoffs. Um, but well, we'll see. Never know. But I could just imagine Evan Mobley having a lot of two-block games, three, four as well, against Detroit and some of the other awful teams in the East as well. So, mm. I think thinking. he's a lower lower volume in terms of his numbers. It's his metrics yeah. that's, that's outstanding for him. Yes. It's incredibly incredible help defense. Oh, he's he's amazing. You watch him. You watch him with his anticipation. But he's really good. He doesn't get caught ball watching uh, either as much, um, which is I think quite rare for big guys in the NBA. Um, getting caught on back screens and cuts and whatnot as well. Um, he he's got a really good awareness, understanding from baseline to three point line. Of yeah, he's 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 really fun to watch last season. I think he'll just take another step this season as well. I think last year he led the league or was top three in three point contests, which is yeah. just phenomenal yeah. for a, for a big man. Like, what are you doing out there? He's he's almost he's almost quite unassuming the way he moves because I think people think they can beat him off the bounce, but he he's just I don't think they underestimate just how long and tall he is. You know, he's his very, arms he's very fluid. Yeah, yeah, extremely, extremely. But as, yeah, he's, yeah, he's 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 awesome. I mean, he was he was my other one. I was weighing him as well, so I feel like we've both all just weighed up the exact same people. So yeah, yeah. I think based on purely defensive IQ, they're probably the two best, along with Draymond. Um, mm. but I think Giannis from like an athletic standpoint. Yeah, I think those two are on the probably two of the better defensive rosters, which is going to make yeah. the numbers better. Um, but also they're like the anchors. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where do these numbers come from? Like <laughs> defensive player of the year, scrolling down, Cameron Payne. What in the world? I did not see Cameron what? Payne there. How oh, was he in Shane Sharp? Like... Lou Dort, Dorcha Chamber. What is... What is... Well, what have I done here? Why is um, Cameron paid at forty-one dollars? What? Yeah, and like, did a Schroeder's on this list? Why? I mean, Schroeder was good defensively in the playoffs, but he's not like locking your. He's not Marcus Smart good. I just don't think you can have anybody anybody with under a hundred dollars that's on a bad roster. Like, what? You have to win a lot of games to be defensive player of the year. Can I, can I just I would, ask really quickly? Little bit, little bit of a tangent. Just thoughts on the Clippers going into next season? Oh, mate. I feel like I have like them they... for an upcoming segment, but I can't remember. Oh, no, I don't. Just, I think Paul George and Kawhi are eligible for extensions. And do you, do, you, do you extend two guys that can't stay healthy? Oh, man. The Clippers, they spend. They got the new arena. They need the stars. And I think they're going to have to win them both. I would extend Kawhi because if he plays, he's still awesome. Um, Mm. And is he going to play? That is, God, he just doesn't play. (laughs) 
just no questions about it. It's like, is he? No. I mean, he might play in the regular season every now and again, but he just can't play in the playoffs. It's ridiculous. And I mean, he just turned 32. His body, by all accounts, seems like it's just breaking down constantly. Do you give him another four years? Do you give him, do you give him two years? Or, or what do you do? You let him walk? There's, yeah, there's deals. You can't. How could you invest in Paul George and Kawhi for four more years? It's No, you can't. Yeah. I mean, you got to double down on the deal to give away Shay, all those picks to get those two. They gave away what, like half a decade worth of picks? Yep. Yep. Gave away the future. I mean, it'll come back eventually, but they're not going to have anything to show for it. I mean, they have some pieces that they can move come deadline. You know, you've got like Norman Powell on about 16 mil. So, I mean, that can be easily put into a trade. Um, Marcus Morris as well, on about 16, 15 mil. I believe they're both expiring. So, that's 30 mil right there expiring. So, that could yeah. be a. That's the James Harden could, deal. <laughs> yeah. But then, I mean, God, you get James Harden on that team. I don't think it God, makes the Clippers better. <laughs> they get James Harden. Nah. Then why I would Philly James... do it? The only way I feel like it could make them better is if if Harden was playing and then you had one of the other two out and they, like, I just feel like Harden would have to be your second best player. But then mm. I feel like it would have to be of Kawhi. I don't think Paul George could be the best player. Um, Maybe if Kawhi and Harden played together, it could work. But I don't really see it working enough to get them deep into the playoffs. Fair enough. All right, sorry. Moving on now. NBA Most Improved. Tom, what are you thinking? I hate this award. You were saying before, you said Rookie of the Year is the hardest. This is the hardest award. Oh, I think Um, it's good. I think, okay, you go. I I mean I've gone pretty boring here. I've just I've gone uh Mikael Bridges. Yeah. Just boring. Yimmy's clear favorite, but like, I just can't see why he wouldn't get it other than him getting yeah. injured. Because Brooklyn are not very good. And he saw well, they met the eighth seed, but they already had a decent record to begin with. Um I think like the volume he was putting up, the numbers he was putting up there post deadline, he just looked like he turned into like a star. Like the way he came off, like pick and rolls, he shouldn't pull up jumpers. Like I was like, where did this come from? You didn't see any of it playing, playing for Phoenix, and I could see him easily being, you know, like twenty five a game. And I don't currently see anybody else in that list getting those numbers. Plus, he might have a decent record. You know, it could be playing for that eight nine spot. Yeah, could be. I feel like he's definitely going to get the biggest, like, not. He might not have the biggest stats leap in terms of like an overall number, but I think his stats will be the best out of anybody yeah. that's sort of in consideration for most improved, whether that means he deserves it. Because I went for um, Obi Toppin oh. as mine. Obi, Obi, Obi Toppin. Toppin, there we go. Now we're talking. Yeah, we are. Right. Cooking with gas. I have some numbers. So, uh, where is he? As a, as a starter, 81 bucks, I believe. I already have money on it. Oh, it's down to 61 now. Must be all my money that's pushing it down. Um, <laughs> you move the line yourself. Yeah, I move the line single-handedly. Um, as a starter, he averaged 21.6 rebounds, three assists on 
percent from the field, forty four percent from three, forty four percent from three, unbelievable, and eighty four percent from the line. Uh, playing thirty four minutes a game as a starter, and he had a plus mm. minus average of five point four. So, love that. Um, those are just good numbers, and that's going to be that would be a massive increase. I think if he plays anywhere near thirty a game, um, for Indiana, his rebounds will definitely go up. His Obviously, his scoring will go up, um, but I think he'll average more than six rebounds a game. I think he'd be more in the six nine range. Um, I don't think his assists will be any better than three. Um, you know, Halliburton's looking forward to playing with him, so I just think he's going to be on the the receiving end of a lot of easy buckets. Maybe he's not the one that's you know earning the buckets for himself, so sort of could be looked past in terms of getting this award. Like he's not he's not the guy. He's sort of just like feeding off um, Halliburton. So, yeah, it's just a a long shot. But yeah, like Tom said, it's a hard one to pick. It could be anybody. Oh, well said. I Yeah. I like, I like, it's a bit more smoky, a bit more interesting than what mine is, you know, all the way down here. I don't, like, why is Kendrick Nunn paying 61 bucks? <laughs> the same, and, and I mean, Jordan an, Goodwin. An, who, another who candidate. Another candidate for who he played for. Who does Kendrick Nunn play for? Oh, I couldn't tell not, not the Lakers anymore. That's for yeah. Sure. No, you couldn't, couldn't tell. It's got um, him, him and Jordan Goodwin must be the guards for the Wizards. That's why they're <laughs> that's why they're that high. All the Wizards are on here. Just because Brad Beal, Brad Beal only played like 40 games last year. Why <laughs> why do they think all these guys are gonna get so much better? Um I was gonna. I was thinking about Mikael Bridges, but I'm surprised if he didn't get it last year, where he went from 17 points to 26 points a game, and upped all his averages. I don't know what more he could do. Maybe it was because he was traded halfway through the season or whatnot. But um, and I'm not just basing it solely on points. But you could be 100 right, Tom. I think he could average 30 points a season, be an All Star, and I still don't think he'll get it. Most improved. Um, but it's just a, I think it's just a bias by me. I went with um, Josh Giddy actually. I think Josh Giddy's going to make another 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 leap this year next to SGA. I really love that backcourt. Really love that backcourt. He does he does a lot of intangible things um, on the court. I mean, they they play quite similar those two, um, but I think you saw Josh Giddy in a lot of those late game situations at OKC, and this just comes with the young team as well. He was a little bit uncomfortable. His shot still is something to work on, um, but I think he has an awesome feel for the game. I think he's going to be a, a possibly a, a future one or two time All Star, but I think I think I think the, I think he's going to take another leap this season as well. So it's kind of my dark dark um, horse pick. I also thought that impossibly possibly Nas Reed, um, but I don't yeah. think you get enough. I don't think you get enough yeah. love on that Volume. Minnesota team. Volumes, um, yeah. So no, that was. Josh Giddy also going uh, to the World Cup most likely. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He'll get a lot of exposure there. So, I think hey. a lot of his improvements will be in the efficiencies, though. Um, yeah. I don't know if it'll be on his overall numbers. It'll more yeah. likely be yeah decision making, um, his efficiencies and his defense. So, I think for that reason, he'll probably sort of rule himself out. But if he if he does take his statistical leap, he'll definitely be in the running. Considering OKC should as a team, be very improved as well. Yeah, I mean, from his rookie year, went from 26% yeah. from three to 32% from three and upped his average, obviously, field goal as well to almost 
last season. Yeah. Um, so Crafty at the room. Very, very. So he's only 20 as well. You know, he's young. So uh, we'll see. Um, last prediction here. Finals matchups. Can't wait to hear these ones. Tom, what do you got? Um, I've gone a bit of a homer pick, but bias here. I've gone um, Lakers. Mm. Lakers versus Bucks. Oh. Care to unpack yeah, that? I mean, I was all for the take. All for the take before about Bucks last year together, you know, one last push. Mm. And I generally believe if they were healthy in the playoffs last year, I think they would have gone to the finals. Um, yeah, I can't see really anybody else in the East. Boston, not a big fan. Can't see the Heat doing it again. So Bucks, and then in the Western Conference, I just think Lakers have made some good additions that will help them quite a lot. Um, again, relying on health. And I mean, even though they were swept by Denver, I feel like it was a very close sweep. You know, it always came down to like last couple of minutes of every game. So, yeah. yeah. I've gone. Um, I've gone <laughs> Nuggets to repeat oh. out of the out of the West versus um, sort of going back to a James Harden trade. I think the Seventy Sixers will make it if they make the James Harden trade. Um, to be fair, based on my MVP prediction of Giannis, I should probably back the Bucks, but I think the Sixers could get a lot better if they got rid of James Harden. Who would um, they get back for for them to make the finals then? Realistically, I think the deal is the Clippers one. Like Norman Powell, if they could get Terrence Mann, Norman Powell, and mm. Morris Brother, um, mm. there's three pieces that they can play. They just need more bodies um, mm. to be around and bead. I mean, Mr. Do we know if he's out there? Tobias Harris could probably know that he is out there if James Harden's not on the roster. Um, the greatest 3 and D player of all time. Yeah, there is a lot of excitement about Maxi. I don't know if he'll live up to that second guy potential, but if he does after a trade, I think the Sixers could make it. They're my, they're my smoky. Yeah. I thought I'd push the mode out on it. Big man, <laughs> Um, I went with out of the East Celtics. I think they will come back and look at last season and go, what the hell happened there? Um, I think Jalen, Jalen Brown especially will be hard at work this off season. I think they're going to run through the East and I think they'll, they'll, I, I agree with you, Tom. I don't think Miami's going to get there again. Um, Bucks, again, that's a big health thing, right? With Giannis being, um, missing games and whatnot down the stretch as well. They're all a year older as well. Who knows? But I think I think the Celtics do still retooled and have a good shot. The only thing that I am iffy about with them is Malcolm Brogdon. Like he was basically traded and then wasn't. So I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Um, but I, I still have I, I, I still have faith in that Celtics team. I think, and I think out of the West, um, I'm going to go with the Suns. And just based purely on talent, um, if the Suns team can get it together, then hell, I don't know if there's many teams that can stop them. Um, but we'll see, we'll mm. see. So those are those are those are my two predictions. But is I six different teams. Yeah, so we'll see. We mm. will see. But boys, any last minute thoughts before we wrap up? 
I think I think one thing just real quick with the Boston is um, they've lost the old Yana uh, stopper, you know? Yeah. Body Grant. Um, yeah, like it just I feel like he matched up so well with Giannis. Now that he's gone, it makes it a bit harder for them to mm. get point. past him. That was kind of my only thoughts, but yeah. Yeah. I think they do have the addition of Chris Stapps if he's on the floor. Yeah. They have two really good rim protectors. True. Plus, yeah. Um with him they can probably <laughs> just abuse Al Horford and make him guard Giannis as much as he can. Um mm. yeah, I think that's what they'll do. If they have, if they get to that matchup, but yeah, I like that there's six different yeah. teams. It should uh, I mean there's some good debate throughout the whole season if we're all thinking yeah. different things. No, for sure. All right, boys. Big thank oh. you to both of you, and it's been I think that is that has been unreal. We'll see you all next week. Hey, up the wires. Up the wires. <laughs> easy two points. Wow. Yeah. Starting off. Thank you, lads. Catch up.